Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Two players who probably won't be around as Red Sox next year made their cases to continue. Wednesday night, Rick Porcello win number 14. Mitch Moreland home run number 19 and only the second four-hit game of his career. Probably not enough to turn the tide, but it's a lovely parting gift from both of those very classy individuals. 10-3 Boston in Texas, going deep in the heart of Texas three times. It was Moreland, Devers, Vasquez home ring. Why is that significant? We invite you to stay tuned. The answer, after the music, this is Sox Daily. It's your daily Sox podcast. It's your daily Sox podcast. It's where you're going to find out what the Sox are doing. Indeed, three home runs for Boston in a 10-3 win, and that gives the Red Sox a team record, 241 now for the season. I know everyone's hitting home runs. The whole thing has been devalued like the Canadian dollar, but 23 for Vasquez, 19 for Moreland, 32 for Mr. Devers. Josh Lewin with you. Let's start by talking Rick Porcello. And of the 58 pitchers out there that have made at least 75 starts last three years, it's only three guys that have had a worse ERA than Rick Porcello. He has been kind of like a C- minus for his Red Sox career. He had one huge outlier when he won a Cy Young, and that's an A+. And he's had big moments. Justin Verlander can tell you that uh, he should have won the Cy Young, blah, blah, blah. But he had big starts throughout 2016. And last year, one hit the Yankees in August. He joined Pedro Martinez as the only Red Sox pitcher to do that in the last 50 years. And he actually, uh, there are there were other moments too. I mean, if we remember Porcello fondly, I think maybe we start with what happened last October. I don't mean to eulogize the guy. This is not like a requiem for Rick. But if this was it... And maybe it is. Remember last October, the Red Sox holding on for dear life against the Yankees to open the ALDS. Rick Porcello got two of the more pivotal outs of that game to start the eighth inning, setting up Craig Kimbrell, a 5-4 win. And from there, things went very well. This year, the pitching did not go well for the Red Sox. We know that. The bullpen would tend to blow the good starts, and then there would be a rough start soon after that, and then the bullpen would be in more trouble. And we don't really need to do a deep dive into that, but Porcello was one of the worst defenders on that. So it was good to see him finish with a nice leg kick here towards the finish line. His last three starts, 17 innings. You know, he's been averaging five innings per, so that's a little bit more than that if you do the math. Only one walk and 20 strikeouts in his last 17 innings. Didn't start well on Wednesday night. In fact, it was his old first inning monster. Got him. Three runs in for Texas in the bottom of the first. They're a good first-inning team for whatever reason. They lead the American League in first-inning runs. They've had four, four, and three in their last three first innings, so Rick falling victim to that. But he actually retired the last 11 he faced, and he ended up with, well, six innings and three runs allowed. That, that's the old quality start right there. 
you retire the last 11 you face, that's a good game. And he ends up with 73 wins as a Red Sox, if indeed this is it. We don't know that, but that's uh, 33 away from being in the top 10. He was never going to get there this year, but... Uh, you know, he ended up with a lot of runs allowed, only Reynaldo Lopez more for the Chicago White Sox. But if it's not how you start, it's how you finish. This was a good finish. And he's always durable. We talk about that all the time, 150 innings or more in 11 consecutive years now. The home run ball was a big problem this year. Gave up 31 of those. 144 totals of Red Sox now. That's eighth most in team history. Tim Wakefield, 401. And number two is Roger Clemens at 194. That, I mean, love Tim Wakefield as we do. That, that, that's not even close. So you say thank you very much to Rick Porcello. He ends with 14 wins and ERA of around five and a half. But also in this game, to get the requisite offense to get him that win, it actually started very quickly. The Sox getting three right back for him in the second inning. Chris Owings, who we're going to hear from in just a little bit, has been probably the least valuable Red Sox other than maybe Steve Pierce. And we don't mean to pick on Steve Pierce, but other than one home run against Ryan Fearband way back in April, that's it. I mean, that was all Steve Pierce did this year. Chris Owings, a two-run base hit in the second inning, helped to tie the game after a Jackie Bradley Jr. RBI ground out. And from there, the Red Sox just went Crazy. It was Christian Vazquez, a two-run home run in the third. That was the record breaker, by the way, number 239 for the team. And Christian has caught more games than any other American League player. He's got 119 caught. He's DH'd a little bit. He's played for his base. Very, very valuable guy, as it turns out, this year. Bogarts and Martinez had big games without home runs, but they've been doing that all year. And obviously, Rafael Devers chipping in with a couple more hits. And let's spend just a moment... On Rafi. One of those hits was a home run, his 32nd of the year. He's up to 196 hits total now. He's making a run not only at 200, but to lead the league. Whip Merrifield of Kansas City is at 201. And already Rafi's done something that Ted Williams never did, which was have this many hits in a season. Ted never had more than 194, although he did some pretty incredible things beyond hits. Uh, an on base percentage for his career of 482 speaks to that. And we did a, a little bit of a dive into this on the broadcast on Wednesday night. You don't really realize until you go back and look at it how insane the OBP numbers were for Ted Williams. His very first year at the age 20, he had a 436 on base percentage. That, by the way, would have led the American League this year. The whole rest of his career, remember he played till he was 41, he only sank below that 436 in a single season one time. And that was when he was 40. Then he bounced back at age 41 and had a 451. Guy had a couple seasons where he was above 500 for on-base percentage, including in 49 when he won the MVP. It was a 550 on-base percentage that year. So Rafael Devers, he will not win the batting title. That looks like Tim Anderson who will do that of the Chicago White Sox. But 30 home runs plus, 110 runs batted in plus, the only other third-base shortstop combo ever to do that, Miguel Tejada and Eric Chavez of the A's in 2001. So some really good company there. 127 runs scored now for Rafi too. And Mookie's at 134 installed. He's not going to play until the guys get back to Fenway this final weekend. And he probably won't catch Mookie, but he's within seven now, which is pretty impressive. The RBI derby between Devers and Bogarts, we're watching that. It's 115 for Devers, 113 for Bogarts. And you remember just seven years ago, nobody had even 90. Runs batted in that year for the Red Sox. Adrian Gonzalez had 86 to lead the team. 
88 is the number of extra base hits right now for Rafi, and that is tied with Nick Castellanos of the Tigers slash Cubs for the lead in that department. Let's talk Mitch Moreland for a second. He ended up with a home run in this game and four hits total. Only his second four-hit game ever. Had a chance for five, but he struck out in the ninth inning. And interesting to note, as Vin Scully used to say, as he hit his 166th career home run, this ballpark was the site of his very first home run. And it's it's uncanny how similar the two were. If you go back and look at it, I YouTubed it and found it. I forgot I actually had the call of that one doing uh, Rangers baseball back in 2010. But August 13th of 2010, it was against the Red Sox, wearing the blue jerseys, hit it to right center field with a runner at second base. All those things happened again Wednesday night, and that was just kind of weird. Josh Beckett was the guy that gave it up back in 2010, and uh, this time Mitch Moreland doing it against kind of a sad sack Texas bullpen. But, you know, Mitch doesn't know what his next thing is, but he is going to have a shot at 20 home runs, something that Jackie Bradley Jr. already has. The home run he hit in this game was off a lefty, and that's a nice little thing to be able to talk about because that's the first time he's homered off a lefty all year. 780 games or so as a Texas Ranger. Very nice for Mitch to have that kind of effort in a ballpark that he made his own for uh, for so long. So with a 10-run outburst, 10-3 the final, we're talking about 33 runs scored now for the Red Sox in the last four games, and they're starting to rest guys too. I mean, Gorky's Hernandez played in this game. Chris Owings played in this game. He had two hits and two runs batted in, seriously. Chris Owings did. And since we never get to hear from him, and since he's had such a terrible year, and he's got 170 at-bats and 73 strikeouts, that is just brutal, 129 batting average coming in. Let's meet Chris Owings. Let's let him have his one shining moment. He talked to us after the game. Red Sox win it here 10-3, to and Chris Owings joins us. Chris had two big hits tonight, including the hit that tied the game with two out in the second inning. Uh, Chris, after falling behind 3 nothing. Uh, that seemed to turn the game around because Rick Porcello picked it up from there along with Mitch Moreland, huh? Yeah, he did. He did an unreal job, uh, you know, settling down after that first inning. You know, it felt a lot like yesterday where we were just going to have to battle it out with these guys and uh, slug it out. But, um, man, Rick did a great job of, you know, last start of the season, um, you know, like I said, just settled down and, and threw the ball really, really well. And, you know, talking about Mitch closing nicely here i know for you it's something you want to do too i mean uh, this has not been the year that you had hoped to we all get that but all you can do is kind of stick the landing at the end right yeah exactly you just got to keep working hard and um you know we come to the field every day and and uh you know try to put our best uh you know skills out there on the field but uh you know this has been a great road trip for mitch man he's been swinging the bat unbelievably it's been fun to watch well, certainly it looked like everybody in the whole club was really pulling extra hard for Rick tonight, huh? Oh, for sure. Guys behind him playing hard. Um, you know, I know uh, he wanted Vasky in there as well, but, uh, you know, I think uh, the hammy was bugging him a little bit. But uh, he did awesome. I was happy for him. Well, Chris, the question for you, I guess, is simply what's next? Have you started thinking about 2020 and, and trying to find your way back here, or what are your thoughts? We'll see. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed my time here uh, in Pawtucket and in Boston. Everybody's been great. It's an awesome organization. Uh, I've learned a lot since I've been here. So uh, definitely would, you know, welcome uh, coming back for sure. Well, Chris, congratulations. It was a huge hit today. Really got the Red Sox rolling. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, so Chris Owings, part of the party, part of a 10-3 win. The Red Sox improved to 46-34 and on the road. If only they weren't so... Slapdash at home, 37 and 41. 
They've won five straight at Globe Life Park. They are closing out this ballpark. This is going to be it. The Red Sox will have one more game on Thursday afternoon. And Alex Cora, after the Wednesday night game, had a little something to say about everything, including Rick Porcello, of course. It was Rick's night to go with Moreland. But uh, here is Alex Cora. Um, and in the first inning, uh, we got hit hard on the ground. You know, some, some of them right at the defender, others went by. And then after that, you know, he, he started elevating his fastball, started mixing up his off-speed pitches, and, and you saw what happened. I mean, good rhythm, uh, um, a lot of conviction behind his pitches, and, and he did an outstanding job against a lineup that they had a lot of lefties, and that's kind of, it's been tough for him throughout the season. And, you know, for him to go six and, and allow only three, that, that was a great performance. What was that moment like when you were able to give him a hug in the clubhouse and... Uh, it's always good. I mean, uh, like like we talk about it in spring training, we know that, you know, because of the nature of the business, you know, not everybody's going to be together. And uh, he's a free agent. We don't know where what's going to happen, you know, but we're very proud of what he's done throughout his years here. You know, I, I'm, I'm, there's a guy that for me, he means a lot, not only on the field, what he did last year and the way he fought this year, but in the clubhouse, he's one of those guys that I rely on. And uh, it's good to see him. Um, you know, f- finishing the season this way uh, is, is kind of like a teaching moment for a lot of young guys in that clubhouse that regardless of how good or how how bad you struggle in over 162 games, uh, preparation and going about it the right way is, is very important. And uh, from day one, you know, when he struggled in Seattle, uh, it's been a grind. And, uh, you know, he kept working at it, kept working at it, and... You know, now the last three or four or whatever it's been, it's been solid, but it's been the same guy uh, in between starts, just trying to improve and find it, and uh, and that's the way it should be. You know, we, we like those kind of players. Those are the players that, you know, we, we want in our organization as far as, like, uh, you know, being a pro and prepare regardless of the situations, and he, he, he's been amazing for us. How's Christian doing? He's doing okay. Uh, left, he, he got tied a little bit on the on the base hit by Mitch uh, early in the game when he went first to third. So um, uh, he, 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 he was trying to stay there until we took, we take uh, Rick out. But you know, I asked Rick, how you, how you feel about it? And he's like, no, no, just take him out. Don't worry about this. So um, he'll be ready probably for Sunday. Are some of Rafi's numbers even, you know, just getting mind-boggling? Uh, it's fun to see it. And you look up, and uh, like I said, you know, um, he was one – one great day to get 200 hits. It's, it's amazing what he's doing, the run scores and the doubles, and he's approaching 200 hits. Um, this kid likes to play. You know, he, he enjoys it, and, and it's a joy to see him You know, um, getting locked in again. Uh, it's been a struggle in September. Everybody knows that, and I, I do feel that that's not a teaching lesson. And, and he's, he's had a few throughout the, the season, and everything comes down to control his distraction. And when he does that, he's one of the elite hitters in the big leagues. All right, there is the manager after the Red Sox score in five of the nine innings. They had done the exact same thing in the opener of this series. Rangers are fading terribly. They have lost nine of ten now. They've gone from 21 games out to 29 games out in short order. And they are 75 and 83. The exact inverse is what the Red Sox are now, 83 and 75. Not to toot my own horn here, but beep, beep, I said about a month ago, this looked like about an 85 or 86 win finish. And that's exactly where this looks like it's going. Let's see if the uh, 
The Sox can get that 84th win of the year on what's going to be some searing heat on Thursday afternoon. They're playing a day game. It will probably be lightly attended. It will be 98 Fahrenheit. So that'll do it. It's a 10-3 win for Boston. And only one more podcast, by the way. I don't mean to make you all weepy-eyed, but uh, we'll do a wrap-up of this series and preview the Orioles series. And that's it. So I uh, really hope you guys have enjoyed this uh, a lot. I've, I've certainly enjoyed doing it. I'm not going to do a requiem for the podcast right now. But I will tell you, it's Mike Miner on the mound. He's tough for Texas on the Thursday day game. It'll be a cast of thousands for Alex Cora. This is Josh Lewin. Thank you very much for tuning in. Again, a happy result, Boston 10 and Texas 3 on Wednesday night. Thanks to Rick Porcello. Thanks to Mitch Moreland. Hey, thanks to Chris Owings. What the hell? Bye-bye. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 